Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. It's an article by Jennifer Whitmore. And it talks about children and their parents will suffer if the siblings' first policy in our schools is removed. Now, in September, Catholic primary schools said they were powerless to resist orders issued by the Archbishop of Dublin, Dermot Martin, to drop admission rules that give priority places to siblings of existing pupils. And the Archdiocese of Dublin, the patron body for about 400 schools in Dublin, Wicklow and parts of Kildare, Carlow, Leash and Wexford, has asked all primary schools to update admission policies. Getting your child a place in school in Ireland can be a battle, of course, and not just in the greater Dublin area. So many parents who do not already have a child in the school uh, were relieved by this decision to drop the admission rule that gives priority to places for siblings of existing pupils. Now, although today Jennifer Whitmore writes that this decision is having a negative impact on families. Jennifer Whitmore is an Irish uh, Social Democrats politician who has been, I suppose, a TD for Wicklow. Uh, she said that since then, parents have contacted her very concerned because their child is on a waiting list and there is now no guarantee that they will get a place at the same school as their brother or their sister. Um, which for them gives some comfort, I suppose. She said, in fact, there isn't even a guarantee that they get a place at the same town they live in. Um, She continued to say that the latest move by the Archdiocese of Dublin shows just how unresponsive our education system is in Ireland to what children and parents really need and what they want. The public purse pays for education, she said, in this country, so why are families not getting the education they deserve? Now, the Irish Primary, uh, Primary Principals Network have said the objective should be getting children into school at an appropriate age. Um, Patrick Clerken said uh, we would support the concept of siblings attending the same school but the objective of the school admissions policy is to get all the children to school at an appropriate age and to ensure they can all attend a school as close to home as possible. So there's pros and there's cons to this. There's a, it's essentially nepotism in a sense but in saying that if you're a parent and you've got a big brother in the school and you've got a little girl and you want to get her in you know, getting priority is a good thing because that big brother can walk the little girl to school or look out for her while you're in school, while you're in school. And also you trust the school because your son has already been through it. The argument against it is if you are a family with an only child and it, or it's your first child, well, then you're up against it because everybody with a sibling gets in ahead of you. So, so, and we know the battle that people have to get children into schools, be it primary or secondary schools. It's a battle. You have to go into a waiting list. You have to put your child's name down. Literally, while they're in the womb, you have to put their names down. So, is it a good idea? I mean, should we remove what they call the siblings first policy in schools? Should that be removed? from schools altogether. Would that be a good idea? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 That's 087-188-0008. Just to mention as well, by the way, I will give away that €500 Euro voucher for Specsavers a little bit later on. Aidan Timmins is in the draw today. Okay, Aidan got correctly answered uh, the question before the break, which was Clark Kent. That's what I wanted. Not Superman. Not Christopher Reeve. I wanted Clark Kent. And he... Got it correct. Well done to you, Aidan. That puts you in the draw today with four other people. Ashing will pick out a winner before the end of the show. Peter, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Peter? How are you doing, man? Uh, Peter, I mean, the siblings' first policy. I mean, is it a good idea or is it just nepotism? It's not nepotism, they'll call it. It's a great idea. You, uh, I live in a, not an overly big town. Are you on a speakerphone, Peter, or something? No, um, I'm in an empty house. It's oh, it's a bit hollow. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go on. So, look, where I live... Um, both my younger kids are in the same school, which is fine. We, it's a walk distance. But my elder girl, she's in a secondary school at the end of the town. 
Right, okay. Now, there's a primary school beside that. If one of my kids had to go there and one to the other school, it'll take nearly 40 minutes the traffic. So you want to put that on the parents who are trying to get out to work. So, yeah, in other words, they have to go bring the little one to one school, the older one to another school, and maybe another one to another school. Yeah. Now, I've no doubt all these people are doing the complaining are the same people who complain that single parents have too much pressure on them, don't get enough help. Okay. They just love complaining. You know, there's a... Yeah, but there, there is an argument there by people who have their first child or may have an only child that they're obviously, they feel they're discriminated against somewhat because... You know, you have, say, three children and your kids, you know, get right. first dibs, so to speak. Would that mean, would that mean when my first child went to school, I would have been discriminated against? She well, well yes, start. yes, of course, you would be, yeah. But I wasn't. She got into a school. Mm-hmm. She went to a different school than the two other two kids because we moved since, but... Yeah, but your next two kids, you, you wouldn't have had the same issue because obviously they got better, they got first dibs because their you know, the brother or sister we were in there. We, went, we moved, so we went to a different school. So well, no, no, I know you school. did, but I'm just saying, generally speaking. But, so that means we had to do it twice and have no issue ever. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you put the name down. And, uh, yeah, but you don't always get into the school. Sometimes there's limited places in schools. Which that's life, mate. You don't always get what you want anyway. I know, but I mean, wouldn't it, it, wouldn't it be good if you had two kids? You, you want them, generally speaking. A lot of people want them in the same school because it, it saves time, as you rightly pointed out, I suppose. There's yeah, an argument there. Would it be great if we all lived close up to a school to walk? So you don't have to do any traffic. So wouldn't it be, lots of stuff would be great. <laughs> yeah, life would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I think there's an, awful, there's an awful lot of currency for people claiming kind of victimhood for other people at the minute. So I think a lot of that goes around. Well, I, I don't think it's people claiming victimhood. It is. It just, it just favours people who have more than one ch- child. You know what I mean? It does. Of course it does. Because there's a policy there which right, gives you, which gives you a person, shoe in. The person with more than one child still had to go through the same process. With their first child. The first child in. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know well, that. What's the difference? Well, when the second or third child is a difference, isn't it? If they, yes, if they want to send them to the same school. Yeah. It makes it easier for them. Not always. Oh, well, I think in, in a lot of cases it does because the policy is there. But so, wait, stay there for a second because, Sonia, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sonia? Hi, Naya. How are you doing, Sonia? I mean, this policy of, you know, what they call the siblings first policy, is this a good idea? It totally depends on, on the family, really. I mean, you mightn't want two kids in the same thing. But I believe that it, it's good for, like, say... If you have a child going to their first day of school and they're terrified, but they know that their big sister or their big brother is there to look out for them, mm-hmm. that could be a good thing. And oh, also, it is a good thing, yeah. yeah. Your your school could be, school you want to go to is, what, like 10 minutes down the road, like where mine is. I'm from, where I am now, there's about four different schools in my area. Mm-hmm. But, if you were, but if you were made to go to, I don't know, St. Aloysius down in town... That could be an awful trip for the parents every morning before they get to work. Because they have to go to two different schools. Because they have to go to two different schools. Yeah, no, and I get that. And, and what you're saying about, you know, knowing their bigger brother or sisters in the school might make them feel better. Look, they might get into the school anyway. But the, the point is that the policy allows them a shoe in, so to speak. I didn't find any issues getting into school now myself. I mean, I was brought to... Uh, Depends on where you I, live. I was in Churchfield. Yeah. So, I guess, north side the disadvantaged areas they called it whatever I don't believe that but they said I brought I was brought to loads of different schools because I was seen as a remedial student okay I, I do they still use that class. do they still use the oh, word yeah, remedial they still use that remedial I was in the remedial classes because I'm disabled and I also have Asperger's so they brought me to different schools for the 
special Is it not just called special needs now? I I remember the word remedial when I was in school. They used to have the remedial class. But I didn't think they used the word remedial. I thought that was gone. Two thousand and four, I was in a remedial class. Oh, I think I think the word remedial might be. No, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, and it's not gone altogether. I thought the word remedial was taken away or removed for some reason. No, nowadays we like to remove words nowadays. Yeah. So you, so you, you obviously did. Did you have siblings? Okay. Well, my ha- I have I have a sister like, but she's not school age. She's mm. she's at work. She's in her forties. Yeah. And so, how did you how did you get on in the school? By the way, in the remedial um, school, as you call it, how did you get on? Honestly, I, I didn't end up going to a remedial school. I went to Norpres. Oh, okay. And you did okay. Grand. Yeah, I, I you know I've always said with a child with special needs, depending obviously on how severe it is, if you can go into mainstream school. I believe it's much better. Now, maybe I'm yeah. wrong in saying that, and I'm sure no, Graham is going to disagree with me. But to go to one. yeah, it's just that I I think when you put a child with special needs into a school with other children with special needs, I find maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but they don't come on as well because they're I believe that because they don't push them as hard. Whereas they're in mainstream school. Now, I wouldn't like to see them fall behind either, but I think it pushes them a little bit harder. To be like everybody else, if you know what I mean. I'll tell you my experience in a very short way. If yeah. I'd been put into a remedial school, I would have just plopped along. I would have just gone okay. But in the main school, I had to work harder. And I became very smart for that. Okay, so you had to keep up with your peers, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, okay, yeah. no, I get that. Okay, we're going off the topic a little bit away. But in relation to this, uh, you so you think this sibling's first policy should be kept? to be kept. Okay, okay, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Graeme, who's a school teacher. Graeme, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Graeme? Uh, I'm walking around in a monkey onesie covered in Christmas decorations. Lovely. That's I I need some sort of counselling to get that vision out of my head, but however. I'll send you a picture in a minute. You you got grand, actually. (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) Graeme, in in relate, well, I'll ask you two questions now. It seems that obviously, Sonia brought it up. I was always of the opinion, I know my own daughter who had uh, dyspraxia, that we did have her for one year in a school uh, that, that had a reading unit, et cetera, et cetera. But we felt she wasn't coming on. We put her back into mainstream school and she thrived. So I, I, I so, now don't get me wrong, obviously she wasn't in the severe, she was mild, you know, learning difficulty. But we felt that yeah. she thrived when she went back into mainstream school. Is it a good idea sometimes to take them out of those schools? Everybody who could possibly be in mainstream school should be in mainstream school. Once you believe they're capable of it, yeah. And, reme- and re- remedial is definitely no longer a thing. Yeah, they don't I, use the word I remedial anymore. I cross with anyone inside the school who may, and not I'm correct. The other okay, but what, what was wrong? But, but if my, anyone brought it up with me, they wouldn't get a nice reaction. Okay, where did the word remedial come from, by the way? I'm trying to figure out the origins of that uh, word. Well, I remember it when I was in school. Yeah. But it's not something I... Sorry, I'm just putting on a mask. It's not something I'd use professionally. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let, well, let's At leave that. At any point, and wouldn't have for a long, long time. Okay, siblings first. Okay, the siblings first policy. Um, is it a good thing? It is, but there's caveats to it. Right. Um, like I was expensive, uh, just a second ago. And I would have had a hand in writing my own school's enrollment policy. Um, yeah. You prioritise siblings, but the way you do it is, let's say on our enrollment policy, first thing that comes up is a um, sibling of a student currently in the school who lives in the catchment area. Yeah. Then you will be sibling of a former pupil who lives in the catchment area. Then it will be someone who lives in the catchment area. So someone just randomly of a sibling who lives outside the catchment area would be behind everyone who lives in the catchment area. Because the school's duty is to uh, educate its local community first. Okay, but in within the catchment area, the person with the sibling has a bit of a, an advantage. Yes, they do. Uh, okay, and is it time that that was removed? Absolutely not. 
Right, okay, because you believe it's a good thing. It has more it pros than cons. Yes. Well, no, what, well then, you know, what about the argument of the somebody with a single child or, you know, or their first child? Then they're kind of at a little bit of a disadvantage in the catchment area, aren't they? But they're at the same disadvantage as other people when they were applying for their first child. Mm-hmm. Now, just because they didn't have subsequent children is a separate thing. When someone is applying for their first child, they're on the exact same foot. And I, I do see the advantages of it. You know, the big brother can walk yeah. little sister to school or whatever it is, or, or, or you know, they feel safer because they've but got a bit of backup. community attachments with schools, you have community attachments with families. Yeah, well, all Again, my three kids went to the same so school, you know what I mean? So, I mean... Exactly, like, let's say my, my little friend, he's a senior infant, but he's in a local school, and his, his sibling, in another year, two years, will be in the same school. Mm-hmm. Is, that your uh, sco- is that your school, by the way? Uh, it's not, no, I'm, a, I'm secondary there, primary. All right, because I was wondering, would you teach your own kids? Is that a thing? Is there a policy where you can't teach your own kids, by the way? There's not. Um, yeah. Would I be doing it? No. Uh, no disrespect to my own school and my own kids, but I, I don't think... It'd be a bit no. weird, wouldn't it, be in your yeah, classmates? Also, That's me, yeah, Dad. Like. I, I teach autistic kids, so that isn't my student. All right, okay. Um, but it would be a bit awkward, wouldn't it, in a class of 40 or 30 kids, and, and everybody's looking at you going, That's your dad. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I remember when I went to school, one of my peers, our Irish teacher, was uh, his dad, and even just chatting to him, he, he was not a fan of the idea. No, he's uh, mortified. Yeah, yeah. There's a variety of reasons. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, your dad's up there, and uh, look, I'm, if I was a mainstream teacher, and I'm bollocking someone out of it, not that that's something I would be part of, but look, okay, on a case, Can't believe your dad gave us homework tonight. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone's giving out to my son about what I did. Nah, yeah. nah it's not fair. Okay, yeah, but okay, so you believe it's a good idea, keep it there, so you, you agree with Jennifer Whitmore from the Irish Daily Mail that it's a ridiculous idea to remove it. But mind you, the Archbishop I has do, already as said... Long as, you, as long as you tie it to catchment area, because otherwise it's a way, especially in fee-paying schools, of them ignoring everyone who lives locally, and someone's dad who lives... You know, but you know, that people. would apply more probably to rural Ireland than it would to, say, Dublin City, where most people applying to a local school would be in the catchment area, so it would probably apply more to those areas. where And, and to fee-paying fee schools. Schools. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll do, do, stay there if you can. I, I, yeah, and, I, I know. occasionally they have grandparent links as well, which is taking it too far. I know you're busy there on your break, but hang on for a second. Stay there. Eileen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Eileen? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Yeah. East Cork has a massive problem, you believe, with adequate places oh, before yeah. admission policies are even considered. That's correct. Um, my own children aren't directly impacted this year. They're um, young, not there, you know, they're level. But every year we have an issue where children can't secure secondary school places in East Cork. Okay. Um, and I think that we should, well, especially in work that we need to start looking at both, looking at the fact that we don't have sufficient places for children. Right, okay. We well, that's, that's a whole other issue where we need more schools because the population yes. is growing and we absolutely yes. do need more schools. I'm not too sure how, how many state schools we have in this country. I think the figure is somewhere around, Graham probably knows better than I do. I think it's three and a half thousand, is it, schools? He doesn't. Graham doesn't know. Okay. I think it's three and a half thousand schools. Ashling is going to check it for me as we speak. I think we've three and a half state spot or state funded schools in this country. We probably and need another 500 of them. Should, you know, should this be something that the Department of Education should be kind of addressing rather than the various patrons of yeah, but uh, and, well, I think the Department of Education should be uh, also tackling this matter now where the Catholic yes. Church you know, who are responsible for, well, I think, somewhere in the region of 85% of the schools in this country, although 95 or only 3% are religious of some form. And um, they're the ones now making the rules saying, well, listen, we need to get rid of this policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of parents disagree. They believe, And Graham, as a teacher, even disagrees that this policy is a good policy, you know, provided it's used within the catchment area. Yes, yes. I mean, do you, th- do you think it's a good policy, Eileen? Um, personally, um, I think siblings should have the choice 
to attend, you know, the same school as their children. So should they get um, an advantage? You would, should they have I, an advantage? I, I believe that they should have an advantage, you know. Within um, the catchment area, yeah. Within the catchment area. You know, life is difficult enough for families. Yeah. And to juggle work and, and school life and everything else today. And like even that report that has just been published today about stress um, for children and families. You know, all of these issues are going to cause additional stress on families. Yeah. Um, and I think the Department of Education needs to step up and, you know, take control of it. They're happy to allow, you know, the patrons of whatever schools to take the rap. Whereas, you know, it's my opinion that a lot of, you know, the patrons don't necessarily have the experience or, or you know, what they need to have to be able to weigh this up. So, you know, the Department of Education needs to start taking more ownership of the schools and stop, you know, passing the book, really. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They're not going to. No, they're not going to. Yeah, I, that's what the department does. Yeah. As and much things as they possibly seen, can. Yeah, we've seen that this year with, with teachers. You know, the teachers, and I'm not a teacher myself, but my own personal opinion is the teachers have received a lot of backlash this year. Um, and the media and the Department of Education allow it. You know, teachers have found themselves in a situation this year where they now have to, ex- have, you know, are expected to um, see that occupational disease is part of their job description. That's not satisfactory. Um, and personally, I don't feel that their unions in the Department of Education have protected them. Um, you know, the Department of Education will not take responsibility for anything, and that needs to change. The entire education system needs, needs to change. Well, I, I don't think it's just the education system needs to change in this country in the way we tackle and handle issues and problems. We've got the health service that needs to be tackled. Everything. We've got we've got a whole uh, social welfare system. I think, to be honest with you, Ireland needs a, a total rehaul. Uh, when it comes to all our departments. And yeah. I think, I think Graeme, you would probably agree with that in relation to the Department of Education. We need to really look at how, oh, yeah. of the structure of the Department of Education. How My it's major pastimes is having cracks off them. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, listen, I have to take a break. By the way, to clarify, there are 729 post-primary schools in Ireland comprising of 383 voluntary secondary schools, 52.6% in, of total 254 vocational schools and community colleges and 92 community and comprehensive schools, 12.6% of the total. I think I actually thought it was a little bit more, to be honest with you. All right, now, it's still quite a lot, but we still need a lot more. Because when you think about it, you've got 80,000 students per year joining the school. You've 80,000 leaving, but 80,000 joining every single year. So it depends if you have five years in the school, well, then you have 40,000 students um, per year. Well, I'm, okay, I'm complicating it down. I'm not even going to go down that route, okay?